Hey, welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective podcast. In this podcast, Alex gives his perspective on what is going on in the world. It is his mission to bring the light of the gospel into every aspect of life. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of a Stonewall's Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Stone. In this episode, we have another very special guest with us. He is one of the most humble man that I've ever met, a very strong Christian, a very strong patriot. He is the current governor of Missouri. We had him on back in March, and we are interviewing him again. It's great to have you on, Governor Carson. Alex, good to be back on with you today. And uh, a lot of things have changed since the last time yes. we've talked. Thank goodness. But uh, uh-huh. appreciate you having me on today. So I'm looking I, forward I, to I'm it. I'm glad to have you on. It's been a while. And so in our previous episode that we did, you talked about how your most difficult thing that you've had to deal with as governor was COVID-19 and dealing with that and, and what to do about it. Is that still the hardest thing that you've had to deal with? Yeah, I don't think without any doubt. You know, going, looking back on what we, how that all started when you didn't know nothing, when there was no playbook, there was no place you could get on the internet and find the answers, and, and frankly, nobody did have the answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you just had to figure out how you got through that and how the decisions you made. And then protect you know, people's uh, religious freedom or constitutional freedoms and still be able to try to take care of people in their lives and, and do the things you had to do at that time. So uh, I need to say it was a difficult time, but I think looking back on it now that we've been through this, I think the way we handled it was the best way, I think, uh, for us to be able to do and try to balance that approach where we didn't pick who was essential, who wasn't essential, uh, where people would go to church, where they couldn't go to church, try to keep kids in school. I think looking back on it, we made the right decisions at the time. And, uh, but it was a difficult challenge, you know, it was in this position, you're, you know, there's a lot of critics out there uh, every day that uh, for people to believe the way I believe and for the things I try to do, don't agree with the philosophy of life that I have. Mm-hmm. And you just have to realize that uh, I think you stay true to the faith uh, a lot uh, to help you guide you through this and just be who you are. But anyhow, but things are a lot better today than what they were the last yeah. time we talked. And, and it's a very good thing that they are a lot better. And, and you've done a good good job, in my opinion, of, of handling COVID-19 and and just the response that Missouri has had. You've, you've been able to make vaccines accessible very easily to, to the Missouri citizens, and that's a very good thing. Yeah, you know what, I think when you look back on it too, Alex, you, you look back, I think everybody's got the expectations that everybody's just going to get vaccinated overnight and everybody was going to. Well, the truth is we knew all along that everybody was going to take a vaccine, and that's okay. People should have that ability to choose whether they do that or not. But I think for the by giving the people the opportunity to have it and make it available, which we have now about anywhere you want to go, you see that a lot of people have taken, have believed in that portion of it, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. But it's been available to them, and we do think that that's made a difference in the state. But I also think you have to respect the other people that don't see it that way. And, and you still got to be able to protect them and protect their rights. But, uh, you know, when you think about the vaccine has only been available to the general public since March, and you think of how many people have made that choice to take a vaccine or to not take a vaccine, you know, it's pretty incredible what's happened in the last 18 months, and I want to say back to even to the Trump administration, everything they've done uh, to be able to prepare for that in a government role to get all we got done in a short period of time. It's pretty incredible uh, of what happened. And so I'm thankful 
for a lot of people that made a lot of tough decisions that they every day they kept putting people's lives at the forefront. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. The lives of people are very important. And, and like you said, it's, it's everybody's decision to get vaccinated or to not get vaccinated. My, my personal opinion, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Right. And, and your, your personal opinion was that you did get vaccinated. Yeah. And, and that's okay. Yeah. And I think right. we can, right. we should be able to have these disagree, these agreements without, excuse me, these disagreements on whether or not your person should get these vaccines without hating each other. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not a bad thing. You're a young guy, you're plenty healthy, mm-hmm. you know. I know where my risks are. I do believe in the risk factors of that. And I know when you get to be 66 years old, my age, hey, you think of things a little differently. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay, like you said. We shouldn't be mad at one another because we view this differently. You know, if people believe this is the right way to go for them and that's the choice they make, they have every right to make that. And for the ones that don't want to do that, or they don't want their families involved in that, and just like you as a young man, then you need to stand right up and say, hey, this is not what I want to do. And you should have every right to do that. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. And I'm glad we can, we can agree on that. Uh, and, and you know, it's, it's so sad to see how many people will disagree on that and, and they will absolutely despise each other over, over a personal liberty choice. Right. Well, and I, I think that's the one thing you learn, and maybe through life in general, that I wish everybody would go back to maybe uh, those Christian values a little bit at times like this and realize that, that we're all created as one mm-hmm. uh, when, when you think about things. But, you know, why should you be mad at anybody? Mm-hmm. Why should the emotions be running so high? Either way, because the people make independent choices for themselves. I, and you know, it's like the one side is basically out there saying, well, I don't want you to do it, period, because I don't think it's right. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the other side is saying, I want to make sure you do it to protect me or to do that. That's not what this is about. This, this, you know, the, the biggest pushback I have on a vaccine, it's not the vaccine that's the problem. It's the way it's being trying to be administered through government that is the problem. And it's taking away your individual liberties uh, the way they're trying to administer that. That's the problem here. I mean, everybody starts trying to blame the, blame the vaccine a little bit. It's not the vaccine. It's, it's about what rights do you have as an individual? What's the freedoms uh, that you would inherited and rightfully so by a lot of people long before you to give you those freedoms of choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad that you are pro-freedom, pro-liberty. And you know, one of the problems that, that America could possibly come to is a, a, a problem of our freedoms and liberties being taken away and now the constitution it talks about enumerated powers and what what powers the the whole government the american government has and what it can and can't do and what the states can do that the whole government cannot do and so my question for you governor is what if if the biden administration were to go exceed exceed their constitutional bounds or constitutional limits, what will you do as the Missouri governor to protect our rights and our freedoms as Missouri citizens, but most importantly, as American citizens? I don't think there's any question you got to fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where we're at this day. I mean, you can't sugarcoat this thing. And there's lots of battles to be fought here. Mm-hmm. One, there's the legal battle. And, and again, you've got to know the difference between the state rights and the federal rights. And when the federal government starts getting in on state rights, you've got to be able to stand up and protect your state. So there's a legal aspect of that. You go through the attorney general and to the court systems and all that. And then I think there's just a fundamental 
bases as an individual and, and as, a, as a voice you have as governor that you got to say, look, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. This is wrong to try to implement a mandate through OSHA, through OSHA regulation. It's never been done in our history. You're talking about putting a chemical in somebody's body, you know, is what we're talking about without any due process whatsoever. If you, and people will try to refer to, well, what about smallpox and what about measles, all the things that we kids take today, those were all went through a process. They went through the law process. Each individual district had a representative here, had a senator here, and they decided this is what we think is best. That's democracy. That's what we, no president, no governor, no one person should ever be dictating what exactly you put in your body, especially when it comes to a healthcare issue. It is totally different than most scenarios we've ever been in. So you gotta fight back and you gotta say, look, we're not gonna do that. You know, for me, there is some things I can do at the state level, if it's state facilities, I can go out there and say, look, we're just not gonna do this, you know, and then we're gonna have to fight that battle. The problem that you have, one of the problems that I would say you have, if the federal government implements it on a federal employee, then it's tough for the state to be able to do much. But if it's a state employee, then I have every ability to be able to say, no, we're not going to do that. I wish we've done that and we've said that. I have not been a supporter of any mandate whatsoever when it comes to this. And looking back on the whole package, remember when we first talked out when everybody wanted to pick you know, who, who was the most important people, who was essential, who wasn't, you know, who went to work, who didn't, who stayed open, who didn't, all these mandates. We have never went down that path since I've been there. I trust people to make the right decisions, and they will if you let them make the decisions. I, I just, I know they will. They may not always be the what we all agree on, but I do believe they will. But we don't need the federal government coming in here telling us mm -hmm. you got you got to take the jab and the arm for yeah. And I, I thank you for that. I thank you for your stand against against that because th this is a personal freedom issue. We should not be forced to put anything into our body that that we, that we don't want to be put in our body. And I thank you for your stance on that. I, I, I tell you the other thing, Alex, too, that's very disappointing to me is because I serve this country yeah. and I'm a veteran. I can't imagine you're in the armed forces and having to go through this either. Oh, no. you know, I mean, you literally put your life on the line every day. And, and as I was in St. Louis not too long ago when there's a young man come back from Afghanistan uh, that lost his life over there in, in another issue to be discussed, I guess, at some point that should have never happened, you know, and all of a sudden now we want to try to figure out, you tell some somebody that's serving our country, the only way you've served your country is if you've had this vaccine, you know, I, I don't believe in that kind of stuff, and nor do I think that's the right road to go. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have a friend, he, um, he was going to go into the Marines after he graduated, and then the Biden administration started saying things and doing things and mandating it for, for people in the military and, and and he is like he doesn't know what to do now because he doesn't want to get the vaccine and that's a very very big problem that a lot of people are going to have to face because of unconstitutional overreaches by the Biden administration no well, certainly you know you know the one well we can talk a long time if you want to talk about the Biden administration and how messed that up is but but the one thing they do good I will give them credit where credit they messed more things up in eight months than I've ever seen in a president's career of all the things they've done and just uh, the craziness when you start thinking of the border situation, when you think of Afghanistan, what they've done to the economy, COVID-19, I mean, you know, that thing is all on the right track and thank goodness the states mm -hmm. have stayed the course with this and everything is getting better. 
But you'll never hear them say that or admit to that. And I just think when you look at prices and just everything we worked so hard for to really make this country better again, it's almost like you're seeing in seven or eight months how much one person can just just make a mess of things. Yeah, it's, a, it's an absolute debacle. And you know, when President Trump was was the president of the United States, they had the COVID numbers, the death count, and everything. When Biden got in there, they they got rid of that. Yet, yet, and it's just crazy. And it's all just, of the blame is put on President Trump, and I don't know why. Well, you think when President Trump was there, you know, they created a vaccine. Mm-hmm. In a short period of time, they got PPE gear out. They got everything, and literally, when the Biden administration took over, they were basically just handed everything on a plate. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything; just just let this stuff happen, and, and the, the people of this country will be much better off. But instead, they went in there and they started taking credit for it. Then they started changing things. They started started changing policy regulations, in it, and they've literally just made it worse. And you know, it's just a, it's disheartening as a governor when you're trying to do what you believe in so desperately and you have to fight against the, the federal administration and the Biden administration the way it is, because I'm just telling you, I, you know, I always like to be optimistic. I like to look forward on things. It's tough when, when, when you when you get a president like you got what he's done right now, it's hard to see how the future is going to get better. And uh, it worries me. It worries me for my kids and my grandkids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me, me, me as well. It worries me for my my future kids when I, whenever I have those, if I have them, I don't know what God's plan is for that. Um, you know, but, but one of the saddest things that I've observed over these past uh, 10 months um, is that the fact that in the national anthem, at the end of it, it says, in the land of the free, in the home of the brave. And I feel like every day, we are becoming less and less of the land of the free and less and less of the home of the brave because so many people are just scared about what is going on because everything is so politicized in today's day and age and it's scary it's yeah. sad to see the downhill the spiral effect the snowball effect of what's been going on in america since the beginning of 2020. alex if your generation don't understand the importance freedom. They don't understand what the flag of the United States of America means, the Pledge of Allegiance, the Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. If you don't really understand what it has taken to pass that down from generation to generation, and it all started with all of our forefathers, and our parents and our grandparents have passed freedom down to all of us, yep. and to you to this day, they fought for it, people have died for it, and if you go back and you look at our forefathers, and how many generations that's been passed down since the beginning of this country over 240 plus years. I tell you, it's your time this time. This next generation, you guys have got to stand up. You've got to do people like your podcast. Mm-hmm. And you got to make sure you understand what this country is based on. It's based on Christian values and it's based on freedom. Mm-hmm. Those two are the priorities of everything we do. And if we don't have the next generations to take my place, to be able to do that and understand how much liberty is at stake today, uh, we're going to get in trouble. We're going to get in trouble. Now, I don't know who all your listening audience is. I could guess there are probably a lot of them like you. There may be different ones that are listening to you on this podcast and, and when you're saying things. But I will tell you something else now, and you can understand I'm a little old school. But I think social media is something we all have to be very concerned about and we've got to be very careful with. Because I think a lot of people depend on that a lot for their information. And it's good. 
to a certain degree when it all. But I think there is so much propaganda out there that we've got to be able to see through that. Mm -hmm. So we've got to be able to have somebody out there talking about what you talk about when you talk to me about Christian values, when you talk about freedom. And you know what? The truth. It's something that we lose track of sometimes because all we want to do is read some story that we feel good that we read it. It's what we wanted to read because we like it. But is it truthful? Is it really based on facts? And I think those are important things to, that, that your generation, that you've got to understand how important this is to be able to fight the fight because nobody's going to give it to you. If you think they are, uh, you're kidding yourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I like how you mentioned social media and, and the propaganda that is there. And there's a lot of it. There's a lot of propaganda all over the place. Uh, not many people know this, but there's a guy in Oklahoma who's running for governor. Um, and his name is Mark Sherwood, and I'm helping him run his campaign. And they're making social media graphics for him, talking about what he is trying to do to protect the, the citizens of Oklahoma from unconstitutional, unconstitutional mandates, things like critical race theory and everything. And I, I think that social media is very important it can either make you or break you. And for for a lot of people my age, it's breaking us. It, it's absolutely breaking us because yeah. of and for, how... Yeah, and, and if you look at it as the vast media markets, I want to say, quote, the claim to be the media markets, which I want to say they're dwindling faster than they know. But there's such propaganda machines anymore. It's not about news. Mm -hmm. even, even if you look at our own paper, if you look at the Kansas City Star, if you look at the Post-Dispatch, if you look at even even worse is the Missouri Independent, who's actually an organization that come out of Virginia, that is part of a nonprofit scenario of probably the type of people, the George Soros type people, and then now they claim to be the media here, and, and to be able to do things like that. If we keep allowing them just to deliver their message and we're not fighting back against that, we lose the battle, and we've got to be able to do that. And again, it goes back to truth and what it is that you're representing out there. And I'm telling you. If you're telling the truth, I believe people will figure that out. But you got to be able to tell them. you got to be able to find a way to get your message out. Uh, you know, because the deck's stacked pretty hard against us every day when you're trying to message good things, uh, especially if the, some, of the, some of the far-left media doesn't agree with you. Mm -hmm. You know, one of, one of the principles that's in the Bible is it says it straight up that the truth will set you free. And so many people are in bondage by lies, by lies about culture, by lies about society and politics as well and when we start getting the truth out the truth will indeed set us free and that's exactly what we need in this day and age people who will stand up for the truth people who will stand up for freedom and I'm thankful that you are standing up for both Governor Parson thank you so much well thank you Adam, for having me on here today appreciate what you're doing keep up the good work always enjoy being on the show I will thank you so much God bless you all and goodbye I called General Flynn, I said, General Flynn, I feel like God wants us to team up to do a reopen America tour and we get people back to God. And he says, I know. I'm going, you know? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. I believe America is supposed to be that shining city on the hill, the beacon of freedom. The freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You gotta make sure you cover the whole thing. These vaccines are zero liability. There's so much fake information. It's the David and Goliath thing. Their agenda is not God's agenda. Why will the churches not stand up? I'm trying to save America.
I believe we're in the greatest revival in history. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.